from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Good, Jordan. You know, one of my favorite ongoing sayings on The Simpsons is, will somebody think of the children? <laughs> and happy to report for this uh, this episode, people are thinking about the children in Milwaukee. There's a couple cool things we want to talk about that are really great. Absolutely. We'll talk about a big win for all ages shows in the city next. But first, the Milwaukee Public Library is hosting a rap battle. Yes. How cool is this? <laughs> it's really cool. You know, it really kind of shatters the whole idea of what a library should be. And it's also just a, a you know, a big validation for, for hip hop. I remember, you know, there was, it was just a few years ago that you could even see rappers at a local street festival. Right. And here you have the public library doing a rap battle. This is for underage uh, people mostly. I think it's like 20 or younger. They're announcing the finalists today. This contest has been going on. So if you go to the Milwaukee Public Library site, you can find the finalists. And then October 17th, there'll be these finalists competing. Judged by like uh, Tyrone Bizon and uh, you know uh, DJ Webster. Loop is in there, yeah. Webster X is in yeah, there, exactly Ishtar, yeah, uh, and then a chance to win a, a grand, yeah, it's really something. That's so check cool. it out, October seventeenth. Also, the event is free. Now, Tuesday of this week, a big announcement was made. A 5-0 to zero vote Tuesday afternoon. The Milwaukee Common Council Licensing Committee approved an ordinance change that will allow small venue licenses to uh, now finally have all-ages shows at bars. Yeah, this is a big deal that we talked about for years, uh, where basically there was this, in 2003, there was this ordinance that was created that made these small, basically, if you had a stage that was less than 1,200 feet, you basically, you know, you couldn't sell alcohol and have all ages there. Um, you know, it was basically created at the time to try to, to prevent, um, you know, strip clubs, like people having much. minors yeah, in strip yeah, clubs. Yeah. That was kind of the, the reasoning behind it. The problem was you had venues like the Cactus Club, for instance, that couldn't have all ages shows and have alcohol. And all venues need alcohol to make their money. The truth of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, what happened is the license committee now created this new ordinance uh, proposal. It's still not official yet. The Common Council has to vote on it. But basically, through a unanimous vote, they've decided you can have it where these um, small you know, bars can't apply for a performing arts license, a performing arts center license, where they would be able to sell alcohol and still have minors there. There's a few rules like... You have to be there. You can't be there earlier than an hour before, right. half hour after. And there's going to be curfew laws and all that stuff that yes. will be imposed. But it was like this in the 90s. Yeah. I went to shows yeah. <laughs> at small rooms right. as a 16-year-old. Yeah. And now my kids, when they turn 16, are going to maybe have this opportunity in the future. It's really exciting because we talked about this for years. And it's, it's been like this for you know 15 years. So it's awesome that this is likely going to pass. Again, it was unanimous vote in the licensing committee. So October 15th, the Common Council will talk about it and vote on it, and hopefully this will be a big change that Milwaukee's uh, music scene needs. Well, coming up next on Tapped In, we're going to talk about what this means for the future of Milwaukee music. We've talked about this a lot on our podcast about this hurdle that this creates for equity in the music scene. If this hurdle is pushed down, what does this mean for the present and the future of the Milwaukee music scene? That's next on Tapped In. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Next number is Kids is All White. <laughs> I don't mind 
In and the kids are all right. I'm Jordan Lee from 889 Radio Milwaukee. And of course, Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel joins me every week in studio as we talk about the music coming into our city and the music coming out of our city. And really, the music that comes out of our city has had this unfair barrier for a long time. I'm talking about if you're 20 or younger and making great music in the city of Milwaukee, if you want to play a show, if you want to grow your fan base, if you want to go to a concert or play with other artists who are equally as talented as you, it's a little more difficult. But Common Council voted earlier this week a 5-0 to zero unanimous vote that they're going to change an ordinance here in the city of Milwaukee on how small venue licenses are distributed and what that means for us as music fans is that we're going to be able to see really a wider range of ages at concerts here in the city of Milwaukee. Yeah, it's really significant. I mean, uh, so, you know, it's been like this since 2003 where yep. basically they, you know, there was a state statute that kind of explained the, you know, basically permitted alcohol to be sold at art centers. Yes. Uh, and they were allowed to have clientele younger than 21. But in 2003, Milwaukee License Committee kind of tried to specify that a little bit and came up with some some ground rules. Like you had to have art on a regular display vouched by critics or experts, or your stage had to be at least 1,200 square feet. Um, and that really kind of prohibited places from like the, the Cactus Club, for instance, from having these all-ages shows and, and selling alcohol. Um, so they couldn't, they couldn't really do it. And you have to make, you have to sell alcohol to really make any sort of money otherwise you're basically have to charge like you know half of the door it's just not really gonna be worth your while it's something i I talked to peter just about for a story in may and now it's not impossible in the city of milwaukee of course there are options you know the rave has uh stages that are that big so they've been able to have all ages shows this whole entire time right places like turner hall ballroom or large rooms can do this but let's be honest a band like negative positive is not ready for turner hall ballroom yet that's right so there's there's our venues in town where you know kids can obviously go to you know like the rave and turner hall and there's some that are smaller like um anodyne is is like a coffee shop or a backroom at clicktivo but a lot of times they uh they cater to a certain kind of clientele and crowd um, you know, even Shane Hall, um, you know, they, they're 21 and over. And, they, and Peter, when I was talking to him, said he might stay that way because right. he kind of caters to a certain type of audience. But there are places like the Cactus Club um, and other venues that just couldn't really do it. And the Cactus Club would do all-ages shows, but then they'd have to, like, lock up all the alcohol. And it'd be really hard to make any sort of money from those all-ages shows. And, you know, Kelsey at Cactus Club really spearheaded this conversation in a significant way a few years back. Uh, there was an op-ed uh, actually in the journal yeah, uh, about uh, the need for this to be a priority for our music community to grow and to really establish the future stars of our scene that this unfair law needed to be changed. Yeah, that was back in spring 2018. And uh, it got a lot. I, I just everyone, all of my Facebook friends were like really sharing this and like yes. talking about and debating it. I think a lot of the people in the music scene were kind of on board with what Kelsey was saying. Absolutely. Uh, she was one of the co-writers of that. It wasn't just her. Um, and then I wrote a story, uh, like basically a year later, kind of checking in on, on this and mm-hmm. trying to really kind of specify how this all happened, why it's the way it is, and what's, you know, how could it change if it's possible to change. And, and doing that, I reached out to Alderman Nick Kovac, who had become the head of the License Committee yes. since Kelsey's op-ed had come out. Like, he basically took it over um, in that year period. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he specified to me, like, he had never heard from, you know, Kelsey or, or any kind of club owners really about this issue. 
And he really specified, though, like, this this isn't set in stone. Like, he wanted to be respectful of his predecessors and what they did, do a, kind of some investigation into yep. it. But he was open to changing it if it, he felt like people in the community would would want that change. And the community gathered in a big way. I mean, Kelsey is among a number of folks who uh, kind of testified at this meeting in front of the Common Council. You had Johanna Rose, uh, Tracy Gesner of Girls Rock Milwaukee. We know what they're doing for young women in the music scene. And uh, speaking of one of the Girls Rock uh, alumni, Ava from Negative Positive argued that uh, this is helpful for everybody. It's helpful for businesses. It's helpful for performers. It's helpful for young fans. I mean, this is really going to create a much more supportive environment for the future of of our music scene. Yeah, she had said it, uh, this was quoted in the Radio Milwaukee piece that Evan Ritleski wrote, uh, there shouldn't be so many hoops to jump through, both for businesses trying to get these shows and for younger performers trying to get these shows and for younger people in the community who want to experience that art. I mean, that just really hits the nail on the head. Negative positive, they, they could do a couple like street fairs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they where, played uh, all Walker's Point and Anodyne mm-hmm. and they, yeah, you're right, they, they can do these uh, like daytime shows, but if they want to headline a gig and I want to go see them, it's, different yeah exactly and and they were basically playing some shows where even as a teenager you could perform at cactus right. club when they're selling alcohol yep. you just can't have clientele that are are, are minors yep. so they're you know them and some other teen artists who are really kind of ambitious uh could do these shows at some of these places like a cactus club uh that that was a 21 plus show mm-hmm. but then they couldn't have any of their friends there it just seemed totally mind-boggling and baffling they can't play for their own audience right and of course that's we're talking about audience and we're talking about the the performers but we also got to talk about the business of this too now i know jim rice who's the owner of walker's point music hall also testified and he said quote i send probably two or three shows a week down to cudahy or i can't book them at all he said, quote, there's quite a bit of revenue for us or taxable revenue for the city that we are writing off, unquote. Yeah. That's a good way of looking at it, too. Like, this is an opportunity for economic growth in the city of Milwaukee. Why would we want to pass up on an opportunity? Yeah, and by kind of he's re- referencing to X-Ray Arcade, yep. which is um, owned by Nick Woods from Direct Hit. And Nick was a guy who also kind of, as a teenager, was booking these shows yes. and having to kind of do them in, in basements, basically, in backyards. Which I talked to Alderman Kovac a little bit about this, and and this is also better too because you you don't you don't want to make this scene kind of go to those like kind of you know kind of illegal shaky performance venues. We know of a lot of them, by the way, and there's a thriving house show scene in the city of Milwaukee, especially on the east side. Yeah. But the truth of it is, is you're right. These are not uh, licensed. They're not really. I mean, there's safety issues involved mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. There's um, consumption issues involved sure. when you're talking about house party concerts. But if you're 19, mm-hmm. and you want to play for your 18, 19, 20-year-old friends, you're kind of forced to do this. Yeah, exactly, with with the law as it was. And I think, you know, talking to some teen musicians in the past, like, you know, I think they'd really love to do it at an official venue. It also helps them, too. It helps them to grow, to have that experience to be at that official venue. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I think it would help Walker's Point Music Hall. They want to have these all-ages shows. They're sending shows over to X-Ray Arcade, which is all-ages because they're in Cudahy. They can operate by different rules. And all their shows are all ages. So, yes. uh, and they're just able to reach a wider clientele that way and get business way. And they've been able to sell alcohol too while right. having all ages. Right, right. So, you know, with, with all these changes, I think there's, I see nothing really but positives. Um, you know, the, of course, the onus will be on the venues yep. to make sure these places are safe, uh, to make sure that uh, minors aren't uh, consuming alcohol. And the way it works, too, is is if this passes, which I think is likely, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like it's just going to open the floodgates and automatically no. Cactus Club is immediately nope. a performing arts center. Like, every venue is going to have to apply to be a performing arts center. The license committee will have to review that. Yes. 
um, and make the determination whether or not they can operate as such. They'll have to pay like a fee every year, like all performing arts centers do. So there's still going to be some barriers, which I think will help because um, you know you don't you, you don't want to get into some issues, and Correct. this will help people kind of you know, hit the hit the pause button and really kind of evaluate and make sure this is safe and best for the community. But it's an encouraging next step as there's developments and things like New State and other conversations that folks have been having around creating performance spaces that are inclusive for all ages. This is going to really help, like you said, fuel this because at the end of the day, if you're not in the music business, you probably don't realize this, but if you run a venue, you're making your money off of beer sales, alcohol sales, beverage sales. That's just where the profits come in. You don't make a lot of money when you got a band taking cash at the cover for the door and you got to pay a sound man and security. It's just, it's, it's, this is how the business works. This is a huge opportunity for business and music business in the city of Milwaukee. So as you said, Piet, the measure needs to go to final approval. It's going to go to a full common council meeting. Then we'll know exactly how this is going to shape up. October 15th is that Common Council meeting. Of course, it's open to the public. A lot of people came out to this licenses committee yeah. meeting. Um, and so if you're passionate about this issue, that's uh, considered an invitation to go to that Common Council meeting as well and, and speak up and, and voice your voice. Your vo uh, voice. As Alderman Kovac had said earlier, he hadn't heard. So if the, if the, the politicians that we elect in charge don't know what we care about, they're not going to do anything about it. So share these articles, share this podcast, tell your friends if this is something that's important to you, we encourage you to stand up and do something about it. Every week on Tapped In, that's what we do here. We talk about the music coming into our city and the music coming out of our city. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. We're getting into membership season here at Radio Milwaukee, and I remind you, if you haven't made a tax-deductible gift, this is a good time. Go to RadioMilwaukee.org, click on the orange heart, and when you're at RadioMilwaukee.org, you can also find an article that Evan wrote with more details about this meeting. Yeah, or go to jsonline.com slash music. We'll be, of course, covering this and looking forward to seeing what happens on the 15th. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.